uh, it happens, and I just can't stand the thought of it, so I appreciate so much, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, that we can take care of this thing. In Revelation chapter 20, <clears throat> Revelation chapter 20, I want to begin to read in verse 1. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him in the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nation no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and he lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as a sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beasts and the false prophets are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' precious name. And I realize, dear God, that I can accomplish absolutely nothing spiritually without the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit speaking through me and for your sake. And so I ask you, dear God, to give glory to thyself and everything I say and do. Bless everyone that's hearing the words of your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe that there's one of the most neglected subjects in the Bible that's not being taught anymore, and that is the subject of the great white throne judgment. Uh, I've been watching, you've been watching, uh, on the TV and the news, 
of how people are going about and desecrating God's houses. And by that I mean churches of all sorts and writing all kinds of things on churches and desecrating the houses of the Lord. And I look at these people and I watch them and they have absolutely no fear of God before their eyes. They don't fear God. Now, I believe the reason for this is because this generation we live in have gotten unscriptural ideas of what God is like. We hear a lot of unsaved people today talk about God as a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of grace. And God is a God of love, mercy, and grace. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 said, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Amen? I know that. The, the same Bible, though, that says God is love also says that God is holy. And Isaiah 6 and verse 3 says, And one crieth unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Now, anyone who will read the Bible through and honestly will come to the conclusion then, God loves sinners, but He hates their sin. Now, the very nature of God demands that He punish sinners. Genesis 18 verse 25 Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Of course, the answer to that is yes, he will. Now, in order to do right and be consistent with his attributes, God must punish sin then. That is what the great white throne judgment is all about. Now, I want you to watch some before we go any further. I want you to know right now that when a person dies, wherever he goes is settled before he gets there. You settle that right down here on this earth. You're not going to be judged when you get to heaven whether you go to hell or not. You're going to be judged there according to your works. And every man is going to have to stand before God one day. Every man, both saved and unsaved, and give an account of his works done in this body on this earth. Now get that straight. You're going to have to stand before God and give an account of your works. Not of your salvation are you saved by God's grace, and you're saved by God's grace. Brother, that's saved by God's grace. That's not according to words. But you're going to have to give an account of what you've done in this body since you've been on the face of this earth where you're saved or unsaved. Now that's just the laws of God. Notice here it says, which is in the book of life according to is written according to their works. Now, Romans 3 says, There's none righteous, no, not one. It says, There's none that doeth good, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, in the middle of this chapter, we find these words. There's no fear of God before their eyes. And people need to fear God. A person who does not have a reverential fear of God has no desire to be saved. Uh, should people always be afraid of God? Absolutely not. I love my grandpa. I love him. That old long, uh, strong hand of his, he reached down and get a hold of it. I used to run by my grandpa and he'd reach out and grab me, buddy, he got you. As a little boy, you couldn't get away from him. I love that big old handlebar mustache he had, and I, I never will forget him. But I know uh, that grandpa said something to me, he meant it. And he ever promised me a whipping, I got it. 
I believe that is attitude that we need towards God. God is love. And He's a God of love. But the Bible says there's no fear of God before their eyes. Now, this is a bad thing, the Bible says, when people do not fear God. Many have the idea everyone must stand before the Lord, uh, God one day, and God will say, you're saved and you're lost. No, He won't. Turn with me now and I'll show you something. In John chapter 5, John chapter 5, I want you to watch something. Look at John chapter 5 and verse 28 and verse 29. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, into which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good under resurrection of life, and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. Now I want you to watch something. What people do not understand is between these two resurrections, and he's talking about two resurrections there, there's a thousand year period that's passed. The first resurrection will take place when Jesus comes and the dead in Christ are brought out of the graves. The second resurrection will take place at the end of the millennium when God has His great white throne judgment set and the unsaved dead will be there, uh, be raised to stand before God. Now, this doctrine of the judgment of the unsaved dead helps us to see God's attitude towards Christ's rejectors. That is not a light thing with God. Jesus' blood is precious to the Father. In John chapter 3, verse 18, he makes it very plain that Jesus' blood is precious to God the Father. I want you to look at the last great act of God in Revelation 21, in verse 1 and 2. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. That's the last great act of God upon the face of this earth. He's going to bring it down. After this time, will be no more. As far as time is concerned, time won't be anymore. After this, not one soul can be saved then. Not after that. There are many judgments in the Bible. Some say seven, maybe more. But I want to give you something. There's a judgment of believers. Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's a judgment of believers upon the cross of Calvary. All our sins were placed upon Christ upon the cross of Calvary. That's a judgment of, of believers. My sins was judged in Christ Jesus upon the cross. Amen? That's the judgment of believers. That's the, then you have the judgment called self-judgment. When a person sits in judgment on himself and settles it with the Lord. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. Confess your sins. He is faithful and just forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God does not judge it anymore. After that, it's like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 3 and 4. Yea, I judge not mine own self, for I know nothing by myself. Yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judges me is the Lord. Amen. 
another judgment is called a judgment seat. And only Christians will stand at that seat and be judged according to their works. Now listen to this very carefully. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to as done, whether it be good or bad. Now that's for rewards. That's not for you going to heaven or not. That's already settled. This judgment, though, is according to your work, what you've done for the Lord. Every saint of God, every saved person is going to stand there one day and tell and confess to Jesus what you've done for Him. Amen? And then He'll pass out rewards. That's the judgment seat of Christ. Then there's a judgment seat, there's a judgment of angels. Now, remember, angels fell when Satan was cast out of heaven. Excuse me, for Second Peter chapter two verse four, the Bible says God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them in the chains of darkness to be reserved under judgment. So we know that angels are going to be judged one of these days. Then there's a judgment for the nation, nation Israel. God gave Israel as a nation His oracles of truth. And through their loins came the Christ, uh, humanly speaking. And God has been good to Israel. But God is going to judge Israel one day. Then there's a judgment of sinners, lost sinners. That's the great white throne judgment. That's according to Revelation 20, uh, verse 11 and 12. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat upon it, whose face the earth fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now I want you to watch this. I want you to note some things that's taught about this judgment. Number one, the judgment throne. Today, we can come to the Lord throne of grace. Hebrews 4 verse 16. God Almighty invites every person on the face of earth come to His throne through grace. Every person can come through the blood of the Lord Jesus if you will come to the throne of grace right now. But this throne in Revelation 20 is a great white throne. Not a throne of grace. No mercy here. No tolerance here. Not another chance here. This is the last throne. Now watch this. Great white. Because it stands for justice and purity. Daniel saw by prophecy this throne in Daniel chapter 7 verse 9. I beheld that the thrones were cast down. And the ancient of days did sit. Whose garment was white as snow. And his hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. Sinners must meet God at this judgment day. It's a judgment throne. Number two, the judge on the throne. We know God is a trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But God is going to let Jesus do the judging here. John chapter 5 verse 22. For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment 
unto the Son. This is the same Jesus who hung on the cross. This is the same Lamb of God who offered for the sins of all mankind. He is now as a lion of the tribe of Judah, though, when he stands at this throne. Then you have the judgment issues. What will God condemn these unsaved people for? Now, according to Romans chapter 2 and verse 6, every man according to his deeds. Matthew 12, verse 36. Every idle word will be accounted for here. Now, the secrets of every man's heart will be judged here. Romans 2, verse 16. But one thing for sure, Christians, saved people, will not be judged here. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be with the Lord in the judgment seat of Christ in heaven while this judgment is going on at the, at the great white throne judgment. Notice something else. What the wicked have done with Jesus will be judged here according to Matthew 27, verse 22. Now watch this. The judge at this judgment, Romans 20, verse 12, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. So I noticed something. Uh... Pelosi thinks she's going to get away with it because she's rich. I look at a lot of other people think they're rich. They're going to get away with it. The things they're doing in this world today. Now let me tell you something. The rich is going to be judged there. The unsaved rich is going to be judged there. Uh, you say, well, that poor old man, uh, he died and nobody cared. and he, was so, he must have had a terrible life on this earth. If anybody deserved to go to heaven, he'll go. No, poor people are going to be judged there too. Listen now. Afflicted people, people of all kind of uh, afflictions in their body, they're going to be judged there. Kings and queens and paupers will be judged there. Presidents will be judged there. Senators will be judged there. Lawyers will be there. In other words, all walks of life will be judged there. None can escape. Notice the judgment itself. The judgment itself proves some things. Number one, it proves, first of all, death does not end it all. Did you know that a lot of people think, well, I'll eat, drink, and be merry, and just die, and that ends it. I'm through. No, it doesn't. Did you know that every human being that's ever been born lives forever? Did you know that? Now, the Bible calls it living in death forever, unsaved. You're living in life forever, if you're a child of God. You have life forevermore. But I don't care one way or the other, you're going to be someplace forever. You're not going to be annihilated. Now, get this please. You and I are going to live somewhere for eternity forever. The judgment also teaches God is inescapable. You cannot run from God. Many people tell me today, I don't have to listen to God's Word. I just won't come to church. Uh, there, But when you get to that judgment, brother, you're going to listen. And you're going to be there. The judgment proves there's no escape. Amos 4 verse 12 warns, Prepare to meet thy God. It also proves God is holy and just. Sin must be uh, reconciled with. Romans 6, verse 23, the wages of sin is death. It teaches also that hell is real. Now let me give you something. 
Hell is just not a, a figment of somebody's imagination. Hell is a burning lake of fire. I was teaching one time on hell, and I got to studying that hell said that the Bible said that hell is a dark and lonely place. A dark and a man come up to me, how can a hell be a burning lake of fire and be dark and lonely? I don't know. But God said it was. Amen. And so I have no problem believing that. But I do know one thing, brother, hell is real. And it's a place of torment. It teaches a judgment, teaches that it is universal. No one can escape. No unsaved person can escape. The judgment also proves the resurrection of Jesus and of us is real. Jesus is a judge alive evermore. Think about this. Who's doing the judging there? Jesus. Where did He come from? He rose from the dead. He's alive. You know what that proves to me? I'm going to live also then. Because the Bible says, I'm in Him. I'm in Christ Jesus. So if He's resurrected, I'm resurrected. And I'm going to be there. The judgment books. Romans, uh, Revelation 20, verse 12 and 13. Now you watch this, please. Verse 12 talks about which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Now watch this. Daniel spoke of the books. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 10. The judgment was set, and the books were open. You may think I'm unsaved, it's my business what I do. Nobody else's. Nobody will ever know. But one day God says, bring me his book. Let's open the book. And he'll begin to read your entire life out of that book because he's kept record. Now I thank God I'm not in the books. You understand me? I thank God I'm not in the books. I'm in the book of life. Amen. Amen? And that's what makes the difference. When I got saved, God took my name and gave me a new name and wrote my name down in the book of life. Everlasting life. I was studying this portion of Scripture one day and I said, Now, Lord, I don't understand books and books. I just don't get this thing. Help me with it. And he said, okay, every human being is born, God's got a book on it. Amen? Every human being, God's got a book on it. That's the books. You're, when you were born, God put, there you are. That's the reason he said, and you, you ever notice that somebody said, well, you can be saved and lose your salvation because God said He would blot you out of His books. No, He didn't. Not the book of eternal life. What he said was that you was born, but you're not going to heaven. Amen? If you don't accept Christ as your Savior, he said you brought you out of the book of eternal life. You can't go to heaven without Christ. That's what that simply means. I thank God that I'm in the book of life. Now, there's so many people today that think they're getting away with the things that they're doing. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I got... I got I almost got happy with the news this week. Did you see where Trump said, I'm passing a law that if they tear down another statue 
or they desecrate another house of God, they're going to get ten years in prison. And everybody said, well, there's no proof of that. And then he showed, what was it, either 10 or 15 people that he's got their names, and the FBI has already got their names and where they're at, and they're going after them. I said, go get them, buddy. Amen? It's about time. And I thank God for that. But I'll tell you something, where Trump, our president, or anybody else gets them, God's got their names. And God's going to take care of them one day. And I thank God, brother, I'm not going to be in that bunch. I'm going to be in God's bunch. I'm going to heaven one of these days. I'm not going to be at that great white throne judgment. I heard, I think it was a sermon by Dr. John R. Rice several years ago. And I, I, I don't think I've ever cried over a, a sermon any more than I cried over that sermon. There will be tears in heaven. There are tears in heaven. Now you think with me just a minute. I got kin people. You got kin people. They deny the Lord Jesus. They won't have nothing to do with God's house or God themselves. They won't have nothing to do with this old book, the Bible. And they die without Christ. And they go to hell. And one day at the voice of the Lord, God said He will call them back up and they'll stand before that great white throne and be judged and sent right back into hell for all eternity. Now wait a minute. That's in the heavenly scene there. And God said we're going to be His trophy of God's grace behind Him at that judgment. And when I see one of my friends that I've known on this earth and one of my loved ones that I've dealt with and they rejected Christ come before, you don't think I'm not going to shed a tear over them? Absolutely I will. But then the Bible said that God will wipe away all tears and we'll go into eternity life happy in the Lord. But what about those? that knows not Christ. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going. I want everyone I can get a hold of. I want to tell them about the grace of God now while there's time before it's too late. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to save your soul. And if I can tell anybody, if you'll come to Jesus right now, you won't have to stand there one day. You won't have to go to a burning lake of fire. You can go to heaven with us. I like to tell people, how about coming on going to heaven with me? I know I'm going.